This is a HeadGum Podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's me, your Dungeon Master, Branson Reese, as well as your bully. That's right. Fuck you. I know what you're thinking right now. You're like, where is the iconic voice of the innkeeper? Where is uh, the, the the tunes of Dance Macabre or whatever the fuck our song is? And I just I need you to calm down. It's fine. I just have an exciting uh, for just sit down, take a deep breath. I have an exciting uh, a thing I want to tell you about, which is that we here at Rude Tales of Magic, we know, we get it. We know the times are tough. And uh, so, you know, in exchange for uh, $5, we have a, a a live show coming your way soon. How soon? I'll tell you when. It's on August 28th. That's a Friday. August 28th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Time. If you live in Nepal, I don't know when that is. What, you think I am the wall of a newsroom? I don't know the rest of the world, how those times work, but you can figure it out. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, $5. We've got a live show coming up. It's not an in-person live show. Don't worry. We have not taken leave of our senses. We're not going to sit you in a room with a bunch of disease vectors. No, this is uh, it's streaming online. All the original cast is going to be there. You got Frederick de Bonesby, Albira Don, Cordelia Sasquatch, and the rest. They're all going to be there, and uh, they're in quite a pickle. I'll tell you, this. Uh, the name of this live show is Escape from Planet Time, which we're all very excited about. Uh, and those tickets, again, are $5. If you just go to RudeTalesOfMagic.com, we can set you up. We got all the info there. That name again, that URL is RudeTalesOfMagic.com. You're an adult. I trust you to figure out the name of the show you're listening to and then add a .com to it. If you can't do it, frankly, I don't want you listening to this show because you sound like a handful. All right. Uh, uh, you know, I'll let you get back to the show. Get back. I'll let you start the show. I'm not interrupting shit here. I love you and I cherish you. And this show is going to be so fucking good. It's a live show. Anything could happen. People could die. This is a non I mean, people could always die, but this is a non-canon live show where you, I, I tell you what, expect the unexpected. And while I got you here, check out uh, patreon.com slash rude tales of magic. We could really use your help. And we, you know, while I'm asking, it wouldn't kill you. I don't think it would kill you to give us five stars or 10 stars, whatever the highest star rating is on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Leave a nice review. I think that would be nice of you to do. I don't think I think you owe us that. That's OK. I'm getting into I'm getting into choppy waters here. So I'll just start the show. God bless you and be safe. And. Go check our show out. That's right, RudeTalesOfMagic.com. We need you at this live show. It won't be the same without you. Come on! Ah, dear traveler, I see you growing restless. In the mood for something else, perhaps? I believe I have... Ah, yes. Just the thing for you. An older yarn of something dark, a story, a secret of subterfuge and shadow. 
but still as ever was a rude tale of magic. <laughs> Welcome back to Rude Tales of Magic, Come at the King, episode not one, not two, not three, or four or five, that's right, this is episode six. Previously on Rude Tales of Magic, Come at the King, well, you don't need me to catch you up. Ideally, you've been listening to the episodes in order, and if not, that's between you and me. Don't tell me about it. I'm Snake Professional, <laughs> and right now I find myself on the back of a highway centipede with one, two, three, four of my best friends in the world. Actually, five. I forgot to count the beautiful avoider, who's also en route with us. Now you might be asking yourself, what the hell is a highway centipede? Well, don't take my word for it. Just... Listen to me as I tell you. Well, yeah, actually, take my word for it as I tell you what a highway centipede is. You know, before there were roads, there were highway centipedes. These bus-sized beasts terrorized basically everybody, except for the very large or very foolish, until the invention of roads revealed their true nature. These were actually high-speed beasts of burden who were instantly tamed by the sight of a road. <laughs> the taming of these beasts forces us to wonder what other natural menaces are just buses waiting on their road anyway morning is about to break and me and my new buddies are all at the border of Laraquette. grimothy um opens a compartment in his leg and pulls out a panama hat and sort of like flaps it open and put and puts it on. Torin uh, loosens her scarves and um, starts to shed a few layers for the first time in her young life. Uh, Butter has already, sensing the heat and humidity coming on, has uh, reduced his mesh suit to uh, just uh, just the jacket. Um, and, um, like, really short mesh shorts. <laughs> that was already pretty breathable, Butter. It can always breathe more, I'll tell you what you're gonna say to me on my dying day. Oh, did you breathe enough? Did you breathe enough? And I'll say, no, I want to breathe another day. Um, Dealey, uh, much like a, uh, modern canine is, <laughs> has her face... As if out a window, oh. and her tongue is hanging down, and she's having the time of her life. She's just eating bugs that are coming by, and <laughs> um, smiling, and, but you wouldn't know it anyway, because there's air flowing through all of her face. <laughs> and it's flowing fast. This highway centipede moves at a, at a clip. It moves at about like 60, 65 miles an hour Great. on average. These things move like a motherfucker. So every once in a while she actually like flies off of it because mm -hmm. she's so small and then like hastily grabs something and then pulls herself back up. Absolutely. There was a little moment uh, you know you guys were traveling all through the night there was a moment where uh, you weren't quite sure what it was but you know the highway centipede definitely hit something uh, <laughs> and you reasonably certain killing it instantly. Mm -hmm. I just uh, thought that was fun flavor. 
<laughs> Dealey was tempted, but she she doesn't have a fast enough flying speed to recatch it. So the uh, the highway centipede it, it slows to a crawl before finally with a sound that sounds strangely mechanical and like it shouldn't come from a natural thing. You hear the uh, uh, a, the sound of brakes coming from somewhere inside the centipede as it uh, comes to a complete stop. Snake looks around and says to all of you, Welcome to Laracat. It's a different speed of life down here. A vibrant land where the fans move slowly and pit stains raise nary an eyebrow. The air is heavy with the sweet smells of cigar negotiations and haphazardly spiced foods that dare you to eat. The poet Pinar once called Laracat a place best dreamt of as one dies of exposure in the frigid northern wastes. But as you step off of the highway caterpillars, you can't help but doubt if even that extreme circumstance would help. The sauna-like weather is thought to be controlled by an assassinated god whose lifeless body fell on the controls, turning them all the way to humid. The ambient magic of the area seems somehow wrong, as if in a minor key. They say Laraquette is sinking into the nearby standing sea, but as you feel your thirst recede with every breath, you can't help but wonder if that might just be a lateral move. The wide cobblestone streets stretch out lazily before you, lined with balconies overflowing with lush vegetation, like the hanging gardens drenched in sweat. Large cast iron fences stand between you and mansions, shadowed by willows which seem to weep for their own ominous history. Horse-drawn carriages trample fruit carts as the thousand dares inside cackle corruptly at the waste of food. Brass bands celebrate the idea of dying as the locals haggle in slow motion about the price of a currently passing away catfish. Young elves in preposterously ornate dresses crowd the streets, hiding their heavily made-up faces behind ornate hand fans depicting some of history's most sexually optimistic scenes. They giggle at the sight of butter, We're not going to follow it, but there's something there. A different story, perhaps. The region seems to generate its own accordion music. A pelican eats a rat in rhythm with a washboard player who smells like he eats four meals of tobacco a day. It's unclear if these two are connected. Well, this is the last stop on this highway centipede. Let's get off here so we can collect our reward. And Mr. Professional, you're going to give some of the money to our other orphan friends because me and Abby, we weren't planning on leaving them behind, you know. Right, so, I mean, it's your money will be yours to do whatever you want with. So, you know, I'm, you're going to get the money, and if you want that distributed, whatever, you can do that. That's fine. I didn't think, I didn't think we'd be able to go back. Are we able to go back? No, I'm actually, uh, eight hours ago, you, there was an assassination attempt that all of us were involved in against the Emperor. We're never going back to Cordelia. You're starting a new life here in Laraquette. But when I have lots of money, why wouldn't I want to go back to where I'm from? Because you, look, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe the Empire Falls, then you can go back to where you're from. But I'm just saying, for right now, you are a... You got, we're all wanted fugitives. We're as good as dead if we set foot back in Cordelia. Do we need to lie about whether or not we actually killed the Emperor? Because as far as I know, he's just a turtle now. But, but turning a guy into a turtle... Look, that's not killing him necessarily, but that's that's getting rid of him. No, I had 
had a friend who had a pet turtle, and the, the pet turtle outlived the friend, actually. And uh, as far as I know, the pet turtle went on to have a very fulfilling life. I actually think that the pet turtle was hired in a local shop and uh, seemed to really enjoy his work there. No, the, the, I dated a turtle once. The, oh, okay, well, look, I don't have time to unpack that, but look, we have... The assignment wasn't to give the emperor a bad life. It was to take him out. So he can have a good life as a turtle or whatever. That's fine. He's not the emperor anymore. I seem to recall that your boy, uh, what was his name, uh, Smelucles, he is the emperor now. Are we are we assuming that we are wanted by Smelucles? I think that's a pretty safe assumption, yes. Smelulous, it was Smelulous. Well, we're in a whole new city now in Larroquette, and I'm ready to get some Larrocution money. The camera pans up ominously on the kingdom of Larroquette. You see the tree line. There's trees everywhere. There's even some palm trees. That's right. We're getting... There's some changes in latitude, and with them, will there be some changes in attitude? Well, I don't know, because we haven't recorded it yet. But what I do know is that the camera zooms at illegal speeds back north to Cordelia, where we suddenly find ourselves face-to-face with Smellulus. It's a new day, and he sits in the throne room, surrounded by sycophants. And so then I said, <laughs> and then I said, why did you take the cat to the backyard when you could have just eaten the dang thing? <laughs> a withered old man, uh, heavy with rings. Uh, he, he laughs uh, as if through obligation. He says, ah, yes, uh, very good, your emperor. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. How, I, I mean, hey, how are you all doing? All right? You guys good? You guys need anything for me? I can get you whatever you want. Uh, the only thing we really need from you is it's the, uh, well, it's, it's the morning of complaints. Let me pour you a drink. Come on, let me pour you a drink. No, it's, it's, it's not. It, I'm getting off my throne. That. I'm getting off my throne. I'm going to go next to the throne where I've got a little, um, a little, like, stool full of like different drinks and I'm pouring drinks for people being like come on drink with me come on I'm everyone like, looks host. uncomfortable and nervous there are other uh, courtiers and courtesans and uh, courtmen who all stand <laughs> about you and they all they seem uncomfortable with this like this very unorthodox you hear whispers of highly unorthodox uh, this is a very strange new style of, of governing and they don't quite know what to make of you no one wants a drink all right, all right. We'll, we'll we'll have a drink later. But just remember, everyone, when Smilus is in charge, everyone is sure to have a good time. You can tell your friends that. You can tell your friends that. You can tell your friends that. The old man, uh, who at this point you know his name is Wisperio, he uh, he approaches you and he says, uh, "My lord, my lord, please, please, none of us." have friends. You see, we're, we're at a position where we've uh, ascended beyond friends. You see, our, my only friend is power. Interesting. But you are the most powerful creature in all of creation, so I, I suppose, in a, in a manner of speaking, you are my friend. But please, I, I beg of you, the, uh, we're on a tight schedule here, and the, the, the complaints need to begin. I'm getting up in his face, and I was like... In a matter of speaking or actually? Are we friends? Yeah. Which is the answer that will do me the least harm? Guards, 
The guards, uh, they, the guards step forward. They're all Loxodons. Uh, one of them stands forward and says, uh, Emperor Smellulus, what do you wish? Uh, I don't know. What do I wish, Wisperia? I, I, I don't know. I, I would never deign to answer for you, Smellulus. Wisperia wants a drink that we don't have right here. How about you take him to the kitchen and give us as much drink as he wants until he figures out who his friend is? The, uh, the guard nods. He says, of course. And of course the, uh, uh, the, the royal bartender will be executed for this. Hmm? The yeah, royal sure. bartender <laughs> did not provide the drink. He will be executed. Yeah, sure. Okay. He casually, he just, like, stabs left, killing a man uh, who, who cries out. Goes, ah, 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 I die for the empire. What was that? I, ugh, dang. I used to be able to hear so much. I missed that! I'm going to sit down on my throne and go, Okay, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? Wisperio sort of leans forward and says, As I said, I think three times, the complaints, it is the, uh, it is the time of complaints where the, the, all, all of those who, uh, who have dilemmas or problems are brought before you. I'm sorry, did I not just send you into the kitchen and get as much drink as you want? <laughs> I just, I'm also your advisor, and I don't, I don't want any drink, to be honest. But I will go, I will go, whatever I'm my... I'm the guards, and <laughs> I'm saying, this guy needs a drink until he knows who his friend is. <laughs> the guards nod, and they say, uh, the man will be forced to drink. To the point of inebriation. There we go. There we go. They okay. hop, 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 and they charge out of the room. Uh, you hear a, a cl- uh, just like a clamoring from the kitchen, and you hear the crashing of dishes. Uh, it seems like they're making an awful din in there. <sighs> I used to be able to hear stuff like that. I did hear that stuff, but I, I still think the stuff I hear is stuff I could have heard better. Um, so I'm sitting on my throne. I'm going, okay, I would love to hear complaints. Uh, another courtier uh, on the other so Wisperio was on the left side of you, and to the right of you, a uh, a younger courtier uh, who seems drunk on his own importance. He uh, he leans into your ear and he says, "My lord, just call them in, and in they come." Come in. Uh, the doors open, and a uh, uh, two women are pushed in by the guards. The tallest guard speaks to you and says, "My lord." We have a conundrum for you. Mm. These two women both claim to be the mother of this baby. And he holds a baby up by the scruff of its neck. (laughs) Both of them claim that they are the rightful mother. Right. Doing a a maternity test has proven magically and scientifically impossible. It's Mm. up to you to determine (laughs) who is the true mother of this child. Very strange. I turn to one woman. So you believe that this baby is yours? She nods. Yes, the baby is mine, and I can prove it. How do you prove? I call to the baby now. Baby, baby, baby. See how it turns its head to look at me? Hmm, strange. It seems like this woman is the mother. But, Smellulous, you must be fair. You. I turn to the (laughs) other one. You say that you are this child's mother as well. Can you prove that? I am, and I can prove it. Closing my eyes and using only scent, I can identify where in the room the baby is. She closes her eyes and points directly at the baby. Mm. This impresses Smellulus. He leans back. Um, And I go, well, this is interesting. 
I have a simple solution. Each of you claims one part of this baby, so I will say we will cut the baby in half, and in so doing, each of you will have the preferred part of the child. Before you can finish the sentence, one of the guards cuts the baby in half cleanly. Uh, there's a cheer from out the court as everyone uh, cheers to say, Long live Emperor Smellulus, first of his name, as wise as he is human. <laughs> Drinks for everyone, and for the ladies, a drink of whatever they choose. The ladies both, uh, they bow to you deeply and they, they say, why, this was a wise decision indeed. All I really needed was the top half of a baby myself. The other nods and says, and I just needed the bottom half of a baby. I don't need a full baby. I'm not a greedy woman. Nor I. They shake hands and, and they in fact, hug. Uh, the baby is actually tended to a small, uh, a, a small mage with a beard longer than his body uh, rushes over to the baby and casts healing spells on both ends of it, uh, stopping the bleeding immediately. The baby uh, kicks its legs and uh, and moves its arms, and everybody claps politely. <laughs> Wow, cool. All right, next grievance. I am good. I am a good I am a good ruler. <laughs> next grievance. All right, we cut back to Laracat. Uh snake professional, he looks around and uh, he says, "I'm sorry. I uh seem to be a little lost. It's been a minute since I've been down in this neck of the woods, but I promise you I I'll get I'll get us to the the king of Laracat and I'll I'll get us all our reward. I promise it." It's the king of Laracat who owes us the reward. We're going to see another king. I'm a little kinged out myself. Okay, well, it's a kingdom, and it's at war with the empire, and that's the guy who's going to get you the reward. If you want, I can just go talk to him myself, get all the money, and then you got to trust me to see if I'm going to come back and help you guys out. No, we'll go. Doesn't a king of another kingdom live in uh, some sort of establishment that should be known from all quarter? He snaps. I know exactly what you're talking about. A king house. Yes, yes. We need to find a king house. Uh, yeah, there should be a king house around here somewhere. Uh... Are we going to have to dress in fancy clothes again? No, we're not going to have... We're going to be greeted as, as liberating heroes. We're going we're gonna to be the ones who stopped the War of the Song. I'm telling you. I think as far as the King of Larroquette is concerned, we did the deed. <laughs> Yeah, I want to make sure we're all on the same page here for uh, when we talk to the king. We did the job. We don't need to be humble about it or point out that we just turned the guy into a turtle. If he asks, the emperor's dead, all right? Avi, do you feel like you've got a handle on the situation? Avi looks out from under the sheet. He finally takes the sheet off. He goes, <laughs> yeah, I figured out what's going on here. You're handling this in stride. I have to say, your, your promised future has been robbed from you. Yeah, well, easy come, easy go. You know, like 48 hours ago, I was an urchin. Then I was going to be a little rich boy. Now I'm a fugitive. <laughs> now I'm going to be a little rich boy again or something. I don't know. I'll just take them as they come. Oh, this is why you're my mentor. That's right, I am. I'm two whole years older than you. Yeah. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Yes, which for, for a, a street rough like us may as well be an eternity. That's right, but for elves like ourselves is rather insignificant. It's true. We live long lives when uninterrupted by strife or warfare. Yeah, too bad all, there's all this strife and warfare surrounding us at any given moment. Oh, I had no idea. It's always nice to see two members of the same species discuss their basic biology. And I'm sick of these frickin' elves bragging about how much longer they're gonna live than me. Knock it off. Avi does a little dance. He, like, sort of puts his hands on his hips. He goes, I'm gonna live to be 900 years old if I'm not lucky. Yeah, and I might die of sadness sooner. I am middle-aged. I have reached the midpoint of my life. Have we found this king house yet? I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm sorry, we're all talking about when we're going to die. Snake professional, cool as a cucumber and many times as tall, leads you deeper and deeper into the wilderness of Laraquette. Images of this wild land of hot jazz and slow metabolisms flash before you as you descend deeper into its humid stomach. Dragonflies flip through the air, eating the lightning bugs in a violent display of power. Locals rock back and forth in wooden chairs on their wide porches. They pat the swords on their laps to warn you not to set foot onto their lily-rope-lined yards. And yet, there is a bacchanalian twinkle in their eyes that lets you know it's nothing personal. Along the streams of the river, kids sleep under large straw hats with fishing lines tied around their big toes. The naughty sounds of brass and the molasses-scented hiccups of wandering bards drunk on medically inadvisable spirits give way to the croaking of frogs and banjo dirges of the deep bayou of Laraquette. As you journey deeper and deeper inland, the gators become less and less organic and more and more mechanical. Some of them even emit, you guessed it, steam. You all look on in horror as the gators become even more baroque in their construction. One unlucky specimen seems to be nothing more than a series of gears shaped only vaguely like an alligator. Snake barely registers it as he presses forward. He sniffs the foul, sulfur-scented air and takes a hard left turn. Damn! You'd have to beat a wisdom roll of 35 not to think, now this is a man who knows what he's doing, and good luck with that. Finally, he comes to a golden sign, obscured by the invasive kudu. He brushes it aside to reveal the golden letters A-S-S-E-M-B-L-E-A-U-X. Assemble, Snake laughs. <laughs> We're here. We cut back now! to Paola, to the, uh, the, the throne room, where uh, uh, Smellulus sits on the throne as um, 
a man rushes in and, and cuts the line. A uh, a human dressed uh, very similarly to the tax collector garbs that uh, that Smellulus used to wear. He rushes in. He says, "Excuse me, excuse me, Emperor, Emperor. I hate to cut the line, but I have an urgent problem." Cut cutting the line. You've got Moxie. I respect that. Am I right, folks? There's murmurs of he's right, he's right. Anything the Emperor says is right by default. Okay, what do you need, friend? And let me do my best to help you out. Well, uh, there's a bit of a problem. There's, uh, you see, there's a, uh, 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 in the middle of town, one of the trolleys has, has gone wild, see? No. And it's right now, it's headed at, uh, at 12 people that I don't know. Now, hmm. I could run back there, and I could, uh, I could move a lever. I could pull a lever, and I, I would divert it so that it would hit only one person that I do know. I need to know what to do. Hmm. The trolley's coming. It's moving fast. Now, here's my question. How well do you know that one person? Well, we're very close. You could say we're like brothers. I walk down from the throne and put my hand on his shoulder and go, Sir, in morals, there can be no substitution. You must kill your friend to save those many few. All right, if you say so, I will. I'll kill my friend. And I thank you for it. Do you want a drink? <laughs> I would love a drink, but now I need to hurry back. Come trolley, get a drink. When I left, the trolley was but 20 feet from these people, and it was moving very quickly. Come, have a drink with me. All right, but I'm worried I won't be able to make it back in time if I have this drink with you. Okay, I worry come on. I've always wasted too many, too much time. Come, with, I'm putting my arm, arm over his shoulder. I'm leading him over to the to the throne room. I'm pouring one of the him. guards actually like puts a spear at him and says, "Drink with him." <laughs> um, we, I'm pouring each of us a shot. I go to your question and its solution. <laughs> he 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 toasts to you. It's uh to the new emperor, Smellulus. Long may you live. I sip. Now I smack him in the tush and go, now go get out of here and save those people you don't know. He blushes a little. There was something there. He, uh, and he, he runs out. The next person in line is a, uh, a halfling dressed in a shiny purple vest. Uh, he approaches you with a confident look on his face. Emperor. Hello. Who is this little guy? <laughs> you seem fun. What do you need? Uh, it's not what I need, it's what you need, and how what? I can help you out. Uh, you were right to call me a little guy. I'm uh, one of the caterers at Little Guy Catering. Oh, okay. And you can help me out? Interesting. Well, I can help you or I can hurt you. I um, He sort of beckons for you to come in close. I lean down. The Powerball. Yeah? So usually our memories are wiped... Yeah. After every Powerball, so that we don't tell anyone about this dark secret society ritual where you consume a child. Yeah. Uh, nobody wiped our memories this year. Huh. We remember everything. Okay, yeah, and so... Do you not see what I'm getting at? Yeah, no, yeah. But what you get... This is a shakedown. Uh-huh. Okay, when come... Do you want to... Do you want to come with me for? You want to come with me for a quick second? Do you want to no, come I don't want to come. I'm with you right now. I'm telling you right now. Little guy catering remembers everything, not just this Powerball. Every previous Powerball, because they restore our memories for the previous Powerballs. We didn't get those erased this year. That means yeah. Yeah. little guy catering. We already yeah. scattered to the winds. Yeah. You're never gonna find all of us. Yeah. Uh. Oh. So if I. Okay. 
right. So if I killed you, <laughs> if I could, I just, so if I could, just, I just, like, I could, if I killed you right now, it'd be like. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, because all these people who know what's going on. Yeah, if I'm not, if I don't meet back with them in two hours, it's going to the press. That's so funny. You're so funny. Okay, I, uh, I know you have a very condescending attitude towards halflings. I get that. I can yeah. live with that. But I, uh, we're shaking you down. Do you not understand what this is? We have No, demands. I get it. I'm actually really impressed. I wanted to expect that from someone like you. You're so cute. So what do you, what do you want? Uh, 30 million gold a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can I think about that? I'm so new to this. Uh, so I've got two hours to get back to my guy. You take your time. Oh yeah, then how about we? How about we? How about you chill here for a few hours? I'm not gonna chill anywhere. I'm letting you know what's up. Yeah, no, I get, I get it. What's your name? I'm not gonna tell you my name. Are you what's crazy? Your name? You're gonna hunt me down. No, I'm not gonna hunt you down. I'm confident that you're gonna confuse me with another halfling as it is. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Exactly what you think it means. You okay, call me a cute dude. little guy. You're a freak, man. I'm not a freak. I'm trying to be nice to you. I hold all the cards here. You don't need to be nice to me. You just need to give me 30 million gold a year. Okay, well, think about it, okay? Think about it now. I'm thinking about it now. I gotta check with people. I got people who I connect with. All right, fine. I'm getting out of here. What's your name, though? I'm not telling you my name. Guards, can you put this person... Guards? Uh, the guards sort of charge forward, and they say, Empress Milius, do you need us to dispose of this one? I want you to put him, I want you to bind him up. I want you to put him in a dungeon, okay? All right, we'll trap this one in a dungeon. The guards lunge forward, pinning the halfling to the ground. Uh, they really, they rough him up good, and they uh, <laughs> they drag him kicking and screaming away as he screams, you'll pay for this. You'll pay for this, Smellyless. You have no idea what you're doing. This was a stupid move, tactically. Why? You fool. Wait, uh, wait, hold Why? on. Why? Stop, 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 everyone, stop. Why did you call everyone me stupid? Everyone stops. Why did you say- Why did I call you stupid? Because I need something from you. You need something from me. You're throwing me in prison, you fucking fool. I'm giving you I'm giving you time. I'm giving you time. We have to I don't, I'm not the one who needs time. You're the one who needs time. You don't have it. You got take two hours. Take him away. Take they him away. They drag him kicking and screaming away. He goes, you idiot! You fucking you fool, you fool! Don't call clown. me an idiot! Don't you, you are an idiot! Um, I'm just gonna go right up to him. Um and I'm gonna swing at him. Make an attack roll. 11. Yeah, that beats a purple vest. You take a swing at him. You connect. You punch him right in the face. He spits a tooth out on the ground and looks up at you. Fuck you. Take him away. Take him away. Take him away. Pull him away. He just makes, like, unbroken eye contact with you as they pull him out through the doors. As he's, as he's making eye contact, I'm leaning down, and, and I'm, I'm keeping eye contact as I lean down and pick up the tooth and put it in my pocket. There is a long, uncomfortable moment of silence in the court as everybody just stares at Smellulus. Finally, a well-dressed man steps forward from the front of the line. My neighbor's garden is too big. (laughs) (laughs) Back to Larry. Back to the garden. (laughs) (laughs) That garden's huge. Flowers everywhere. There's a bumblebee looking around like, I just, I'm overwhelmed. (laughs) Where do I start? We cut back to Larroquette and um, uh, uh, Snake Professional is leading all of you to a strange building, a large uh, brick red building. 
The Ensemble Factory had clearly seen better times, but man, those must have been quite the times because this place is in pretty good shape. The large brick-red factory sits imposingly among the tree line, almost daring you to enter its enormous and immaculate front lawn. From its vulgarly decorated golden exterior to its violently phallic smokestacks, barfing out rotten egg-scented clouds of mild poison into the pale blue sky, this building gives the impression that it has something to prove. Most cities are able to get by with fewer columns than you see on the facade of this factory. The building almost seems to pulse with the faint sounds of the mechanical industry inside. Buzzards circle the factory lazily. They move slowly enough that it seems like they shouldn't even be up there. A few of them aren't even up there. There's a few walking around on the ground. You can't see them, but you can trust me that they're down there. Grasshoppers, bigger than ideal, play a merry tune as they leap from sugarcane plant to sugarcane plant, blissfully unaware of the health risks their high sugar diet imposes on them. A long brick path stretches out before you, lined on both sides by ancient live oak trees. This is where we need to be. Follow me. Is there magic inside? There's magic inside. There's magic outside. Hell, there's magic all around. We live in a world of magic. So to answer your question, yes, there is magic inside of the building. Oh, all right. Nice. Right this way, and we, and he takes one step forward, and uh, 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 Grimothy and Dealey, you see this in the nick of time. You see a rope that was hidden in the tall, overgrown grass. Uh, You see it sort of move around his ankle, and as the two of you uh, look around, you see there are rope traps all over. The rest of you... Uh, Grimothy and Dealey, you guys move out of the way just in time. The rest of you are all pulled up into the tree line very, very quickly and abruptly. Oh, Oh, no. Okay, Grimothy, let's go. (laughs) Wait, Dealey, hold on. What? Maybe we could, I don't know, help our friends? At help our friends... Uh, about 20 or 30 assembled men who look almost exactly like Grimothy Steel step forward out of the trees. Many of I them- I pull out my war ma- warhammer and I go, which one do I shoot? <laughs> one of the assembled men steps forward. He's actually like right next to Grimothy. Uh, and if Grimothy wasn't wearing his tuxedo, the two would look exactly the same. He looks uh, forward and says, I would urge caution in this moment. Okay, I'm gonna take a swing at Grimothy. Yeah, yeah. But I actually, I'm gonna chuck my Warhammer back and do it with a dagger. And I, um, okay, ooh, 18 to hit. Uh, my AC is 15. Okay, so 1d4 damage. So I get a two. So all I'm trying to do is like scratch you in a way that I can recognize you. So, um, Dealey flies up into Grimothy's <laughs> face. She's losing her mind. She, she, Chucks her warhammer behind her. She grabs a dagger. <laughs> she smashes his face across. She slashes across his face, and then uh, slowly hovers back and says, "Good. Now I know which Grimothy is Grimothy." From up in the trees, you hear Snake Professional say, "That was a smart move. They could have traded suits at any moment." <laughs> Ow! Uh, Grimothy reaches out to Dealy with his mind. Okay. Uh, and and says to her, "You could always tell it was me. 
through this thing I do. <laughs> so, Sorry, uh, let me take that again. Yeah, no, don't. Uh, do not. I mean, I mean, vulnerable use about that, that first take. Uh, don't. Grimothy says, cleanly and succinctly, Dilly, you can tell it is me via our psychic rapport. I am thinking about Grimothy speaking. Anyway, what is with all of you guys? One, another one of the assembled men steps forward and say, you are all intruders here. Please wait here for your severe punishment. Oh, we co- no. We come in peace. Well. <laughs> Dealey, let me, Dealey, please, let me do the talking here. Okay. There seems to be a disagreement between whether or not you come in peace. Well, no, no. My we friend come is in just. War! Dealey! <laughs> I never, I have literally never raised my voice, but this time, like, cool it, okay? Just, for once, just like, (laughs) cool it, okay? Your organic friend is making you look quite the fool. I know, she is, uh, feisty. But listen, we are actually agents of the King of Laroquette. We come with good tidings. At good tidings, you hear a voice say, good tidings, is it? And uh, the assembled men, they part, and a almost completely circular halfling steps forward. His red shirt is unbuttoned, three buttons lower than would be ideal. He wears a, a gold necklace. Each one no, doesn't. Dealey <laughs> flies on his chest. <laughs> cool. So you go for his chest before we can even like before you can even like fully take in the visual picture of the guy. I mean that is on brand for Dealey. She would not register anything but the gold necklace. His I mean he's wearing no armor. Uh, you get the you can get the gold necklace off of his neck. Okay. She snatches it, she flies back, and then she waits and listens patiently and respectfully. (laughs) As she just takes in the visual of this guy, uh, uh, his uh, his uh, his porcine fingers each have uh, a, a ring upon them. He has. Oh, sorry. White- I'm just. I'm sorry. She's got a. She's fucking coming. Up. I'm really sorry. Sure, sure. Here she goes, and she got a fifteen. She got a fifteen. Okay, each of those rings. Yeah, you nab them off of him. All right, and then she flies back next to Grimothy, and then she. She stops and she cocks her head as if respectfully listening and waiting. Sure. Um, dangling from his ear is a, uh, a golden earring. No, sorry. She comes. <laughs> she can't. She, she's not really looking around when she's in there, but she got a 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That You ripped that. Uh, luckily, Ooh. that one, uh, it, it like comes out cleanly. It was a clip on. It was like a clip on, yeah. She's going to stop and she's going to survey. She's going to do a quick survey. Right in front okay, of his what, face. She's going to see a silver belt buckle. Okay, she grabbed, she's going to go for it. And okay. <laughs> she got a 19. Okay. <laughs> she's she goes stripping this guy for parts. Yeah. I simply must know. <laughs> and what happens when this belt comes off? Uh, his pants uh, stay where they were. <laughs> a small uh, blessing. And then next... Uh, and then you look down, you see he wears no socks, but he does wear penny loafers. <laughs> All right, she's going to go for the two pennies, and she got a 13. Okay. Each of those right. pennies are now yours. Okay, she's going to fly around back his to his back. 
Okay, there's a ring back there. <laughs> he just had a ring taped to the back of his suit jacket. Um, okay, cool. Uh, oh, she got a natural one. So you go back there, and he moves his hand back and stops you. And he he she looks at all of you. Him. <laughs> he has a cigar in his mouth. He takes a cigar out of his mouth. He says, "Now you can take all my jewelry, but you can't take my backup ring." <laughs> she so Dealey admits defeat and then flies out and um, panicked looks around and then finds um, the assembled man with the scar across his face and then um, uh, goes to him and sits on his shoulder. Now what brings all y'all here down to Assemble? Well, we could have this conversation more quickly if you released my friends. Uh, Hello! Just hanging in your trees like I'm a dang coconut. Hi! Before I cut anybody down from anybody, what I need to know is what brought you here. We were guests at last evening's Powerball. Where we eliminated the Emperor of Cordelia. Eliminated the Emperor of Cordelia? <laughs> Well, any enemies of the Emperor Cordelia is a friend of mine. Cut him down, boys. And uh, uh, several of the assembled men began climbing the trees and, and cutting all of you down. We cut back to Paola. We're still in the throne room. The line has grown thinner, has grown shorter. Line, it was single file. It's as thin as it ever was, but it's a shorter line now. And... Uh, a familiar face approaches Smellulus. He throws off his Phantom of the Af- Opera mask. This is the unhittable Babylon Brown. Me again? Remember me? <laughs> By the crown atop my human, unfortunately, head. What the heck are you doing here? I'm here with an offer for you. Oh, yeah? What's up? What do you think? Wait, a good one? Y- yeah, I think it's a pretty good one. I just had an interesting conversation with uh, your girlfriend, Sundown Samara. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did she, what'd she say? She said, uh, that kid you have. Yeah. You want her brought back, right? Yeah, yeah, you met her. You met her. Okay, great. Then who better than me? Who better than an assassin that can't kill anybody to bring your daughter back to you unharmed? Okay, yeah, are we gonna are we gonna finally do this? Are you and I gonna be comrades? We're gonna work together for We're not gonna be goal? friends! But I'm gonna do a job for you. And in exchange, I don't ask payment. I just ask that you make me the official Imperial Assassin. Uh mm, You can't Come on, it's a made up position! I just made the position no. up! Y- 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 Let y- me y- do it! Um I'm gonna I can do it. I can kill somebody. I I promise you I could. Can you, though? What's all that? Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Just let me do it or don't, or I'm not going to help you. Okay, okay. You know what? You know what? I'll, 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 you know what? Actually, here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. You bring her back, and I'll help you kill someone. I don't need your help to kill somebody. Let me help. Come on. We'll have fun. No. Is it, I'm, gonna, I'm letting you know. This is a courtesy, by the way. I don't need your permission. Sundown Samara hired me already. She said to come here and make you feel like a big man and ask you. 
Dude, she <laughs> loves making me feel like a big man, dude. You saw that, right? You saw that. Yeah, she wants me to feel good. Yeah, so you said- saw her. So you saw her want me to feel good. Yeah, yes, dude, I you know did. I'm going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you what you want because I'm a good guy. I'm going to give you what I want because I'm a good guy. So, yeah, we'll make you, you, make, you, can be a, you can be an imperial assassin. Go ahead. You hear whispers on the court as people in the court say, Sundown Samara. Sundown Samara. Is she the real power behind the throne? What is, what is this news I hear? Is, oh, is she behind the throne? Samira. She's the power behind the throne. I couldn't believe this. I thought Smell was I thought that Smell was I'm losing respect for him as we don't have centralized I heard she's a dragon, but I don't believe it. Big man. I thought the king was the king. Okay, 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 okay. Everyone, lock the doors. What uh, guards? Uh, they they lock the door. There's actually somebody walking in through the doors, and they're just like crushed by the doors. Uh, blood <laughs> sprays everywhere. The doors are locked theatrically. Everyone, everyone, who's the who's the emperor? Uh, one of the one of your aides, sort of. Uh, he the younger one leans forward and says, "My lord, my lord, please, you're losing them." <laughs> I, I, lo- I look at him very earnestly. Am I? Am I actually? He looks at you with like disgust. He, yes. Can you not read the room? <laughs> They've been liking me the whole night. How do I get them back? Just a show of power. Ah. Uh, I'm going to grab him by the neck. I'm going to drag him to the throne. Okay. Yeah, you drag him up. Uh, there is a, uh, they're about 10 steps up to the throne. You drag him up and he goes, donk, 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 all the way up. <laughs> I'm going to throw him onto the throne. Okay. I'm going to take out my, and I'm going to ask, I'm going to beckon the guard for a bow and arrow. Uh, guards, I can, uh, let me see that bow. Let me see that arrow. Uh, one of the guards uh, steps forward. He says, I have a bow. And a uh, younger guard steps forward and says, and I an arrow. Then you two shall be the, then you two shall be the Imperial Assassins. And I grab the bow and arrow and I'm going to whisper to the younger guard. I'll always remember this. You are a good friend. And I'm going to pull back my bow. And let's see what happens. Hmm. Well, that's a six. <laughs> you miss completely. You hit a chandelier. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to turn to the, 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 the O-guards. You two are fired. You're no longer my assassin. You're no longer the Imperial Assassins. I need another guard with a bow and arrow. The two guards look at each other, and the older one says, easy come, and the younger one says, easy go. They laugh and hug and walk off. <laughs> Friends. Um, I'm going to grab Aww. a different... I, I want a different... I, guards, I need another bow and another arrow. Uh, the pig man uh, from a few episodes ago, he walks forward. He says, I have both a bow and an arrow. Then you are the new Imperial Assassin. I'm grabbing it. I'm he bows roll. deeply. I, I'm going to turn and try to shoot at um, Fremule again. Okay. Six again. Holy shit. You, uh, this <laughs> shot, you, you shoot it, uh, you sort of, you pull back the bow and you just pull too far and the arrow just sort of like limply falls out of your hand. It doesn't go anywhere. You hear, uh, some like, <gasps> some shocked gasps and murmurs from the crowd and you hear, uh, an old voice say, no emperor at all. I turn to the crowd and raise my hands and go, in my divine goodness, I have spared him. There's a long pause and then a sarcastic clap from the unhittable <laughs> Babylon Brown. <laughs> oh, look at that. I could manage to hit my two hands together. Folks, 
You see, this is no emperor at all. He can't even shoot a simple bow and arrow. Guards? <laughs> the guards, uh, they draw their spears and they sort of step forward. What is it you wish? I need, I need where's Sundown Samara? I need her help right now. Uh, Sundown Samara, uh, she told us not to bother her. Bring her here! Well, she said she's uh, busy doing the important work of governing. I need her! <laughs> All right, but she will be none too pleased to be taken away from her important work. No, she cares. She likes me. She cares. She knows what I want. Everyone, you're all gonna watch her come here, and and you're gonna you're all gonna see, and you're and <laughs> you're all gonna see, and we're all and we're all gonna have some drinks until she gets here. If my emperor commands it, uh, and he he walks out, he walks up to the door, unlocks it, and walks out. We cut back now to Laracat. You have been led into the Assemblo factory. You have been led up to the third story of the Assemblo factory. There is uh, this factory seems like it has seen better days, but uh, it's still uh, just from the side of it. You can tell this was once a very grand factory. And even though it's lost probably 70 percent of its original uh, je ne sais quoi, this is still a very uh, fancy and ornate building that seems to uh, still one of the nicer buildings any of you guys have ever uh, one of the the non-empire uh, non-emperor buildings uh, you know taking Sundown Samara's mansion out of the equation this is one of the nicer <laughs> buildings you guys have ever been in um, this halfling leads you to a double doors and says now right this way here uh, let you all talk to the boss man I thought you were the boss man no no I'm the head of security I'm the head of the day-to-day, but I myself am not the boss man. All the big decisions are made by, well, I'll let him introduce himself to y'all. And he Forgive me, I don't believe we got your name. Why, my name is Fanboat. <laughs> Pleasure nice to, to meet you, Fanboat. Thank you what? so much for bringing us down from the trees and into this elegant industrial complex of wonder. Now, I like the way you talk. He dabs his forehead with a, a wet handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Boss man's gonna love all you guys. He pushes the doors open, and you see, standing in a completely empty room, you see a very tall man indeed. However, his proportions are what I, Branson Reese, would describe as fucked up. This guy <laughs> has the torso of a 6'3 man with a normal torso, but he has the legs of an 8 foot tall man. <laughs> this is, when you think of an Uncle Sam at a parade, this is the build of this man. He wears a tall top hat. His pants are vertically striped. He's got sort of a uh, uh, Bill the Butcher vibe visually. Sure, if we want to use some shorthand, go for it. Uh, he's drenched in sweat and he has a wild look in his eyes. Uh, an, a massive cane, just like a six and a half foot long cane uh, uh, with a, uh, uh, a piece of amber at the top of it. And yes, there's a mosquito frozen in that amber. Uh, it's, it's perched in his hands. He uh, he wheels around. He makes a complete 360. He was already facing you. He makes a complete 360. <laughs> and he says, well, what? do we have here? 
Do we Hello. have guests at, at the Awesome Blow Factory? Fanboat! Uh, you didn't tell me we were going to have company. He moves forward, and as he does, you hear strange mechanical sounds coming from his body. He moves smoothly and organically, but the sounds, these horrible sounds. Later, each and every one of you will have nightmares about them, unless you succeed on a wisdom saving throw, <laughs> which we'll make later. Oh but okay. for, uh, <laughs> for right now, he moves forward, seeming to be animated by horrible internal machinery. Uh, tubes uh, with, with strange liquids are hooked up to his back. There is an exhaust pipe coming out of his neck. Uh, he leans forward and says, I don't believe we've had the pleasure of making our acquaintances. My name is Amberell Assemble, but I assume you've heard of me, have you not? No. No. Now, you're, you're telling me you haven't heard the song? Oh, no, no but I would love to. Well, of course, it's... Well, I suppose it's fallen out of fashion in recent years, but it used to be a jingle that was on the ears of every child and, well, every adult and also every elderly in all of Laraquette. The the jingle goes as such. Every single man who's ever been assembled was assembled by Ensemble. Wow. Wow. May I ask a question? Sure. Is it... Can you hear that jingle again? Of course you can. The answer is yes. Every single man who's ever been assembled was assembled by Assemble. That is a beautiful song, but actually I had another question. My question is, is the song true? <laughs> he looks at you and horrible machinery. The sound of horrible machinery is heard as he smiles widely. Well, 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 what do we have here? Turn yourself around for me. And he sort of like hits at you with his cane. Oh, what? And Grimothy turns around. Delia is sitting backwards on Grimothy's shoulder. So when she turns around, she's like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, he waves at Delia. He says, oh, hell there. hello there, little fella. What's your name? <laughs> hello, big fellow. I am Delia. Well, and I'm Amberell Ensemble. Please, I heard. Yeah, but I, I'm not talking to you right now. I'm talking to, as I live and breathe, is that Grimothy? You know my name? Of course I know your name. I never forget an assembled man. Well, it's, it's me. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't think I recall you. Do I recall him? No. Actually, okay, Joe, cool. you are all, you are already there. Um, if you want, though, you can make a uh, you can make a wisdom roll and see if anything jogs your memory here. Um, Sixteen. Uh, you get a few just like flashes very very quickly. You see him standing mm. above you. You see uh, parts of your own body sort of being put together by other assembled men on an assembly line. You see him shaking hands uh, with people in in shadow. And uh, that's it. That's the only memories you really, you really have of this man. I recall fragments of my past. Well, now, Mister Assemble, uh, my name is Butter Saint Beef. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you please, so much for please, inviting please. us to your home. Please, please, please. My father's name was Mister Assemble. My name is Mister Amberell Assemble. My apologies, Mr. Amberell Assemble. My father had no first name. 
<laughs> Congratulations on being the first generation in your family to achieve one. Well, thank you very much. What was your question for me? Right. So, Grimothy can make, like, psychic purple knives? How'd you do that? How'd you get that in an assembled man? Butter. Butter, you're embarrassing me. He can do what? He's like, he seems huh? shocked by this. Uh, he sort of, uh, he uses his cane to sort of like hit at Grimothy and go, Grimothy, you got psychic powers in there? Um, uh, a, a couple? Show them to me. Use your psychic powers. Impress me. I try to reach out to uh, Assemble with my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you I get, say, uh, you hear a horrible clanking of like machinery inside of his mind. Oh. He, oh, when there's... you gaze into the abyss, the abyss, abyss gazes back, and inside of your brain, you hear just, like, the clanging of metal against metal as he looks at you and smiles. What is this cacophony inside of you? <laughs> Welcome to be an amber ale ensemble. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Grimothy's eyes glow for a moment, and he charges a psychic blade and holds it up. Uh, he uh, He's going to try to take the blade from you. Is this something that... This blade is capable of being, like, handled by somebody else? No. Okay, he's going to try anyway. Yeah. So he goes to, like, touch the blade. What happens, Joe? He's going to be shocked by psychic feedback. So he just grasps his hand around the blade and just looks at you and makes eye contact and smiles even wider as he takes five (laughs) psychic damage. He goes, no use stabbing a horse that's already dead. Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Grimothy, Grimothy, Grimothy reaches out to the rest of the party. Um, Grimothy reaches out to the rest of the party with his mind and says, "This could be trouble." I don't like this. It's I'm, I'm gonna say it, everyone. I am freaked out. Now I think we need to give him a chance. Ambriel Asamblo sort of looks around the room and says. Now, you forgive my imprudence here, but I I must ask, what brings y'all down here to this factory? Will you just return in a wayward assembled man to me? No, I am... uh, I am free. Free? Well, freedom's a tricky word, isn't it? Each and every one of us are prisoners in our own mind. Amen! I'm not being returned. We are looking for the King of Laroquette. The King of Laroquette? Why do you want to talk to that man? That's really his business and our business and also Fanboat's business because we told him thinking he was the king. You thought fa- he laughed. <laughs> There's a horrible din of machinery like interspersed with Taylor. I'm sorry. Interspersed in his laughter <laughs> as he uh, as he he laughs at that. Y'all thought Fanboat was the king of Larroquette? Fanboat's the, he's the king of cleaning my toilet bowl. <laughs> Does he need to be assassinated? The who? The fan boat? The king of cleaning your bowl. King of Larroquette doesn't need to be anything. He's barely anything at all. The king of Larroquette is an elected position. He's a, a relatively low-level person in the in the Larroquitian uh, hierarchy. Now this I could get behind. I like this idea. Well, it, I, I, you know, maybe you will, maybe you don't. We elect our kings... They serve unquestioned for eight years, and then we execute them. Keeps them from getting too corrupt. It's as fair a system as there can be. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, it's the, 
It's got its flaws, but home is home. So people <laughs> run for this? People but, run for the position? Now, nobody runs for this position. Some run from it, but they're all caught. No, this is an involuntary <laughs> lottery. Is Snake Professional in the in the factory with us? Yeah, Snake Professional's in the room, and uh, uh, good note for me to make him say something here. Uh, Snake <laughs> Professional, he says, wait, 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 sorry, sorry, I... Uh, <laughs> I got distracted. I was thinking about a big spider, and I freaked myself out. But I, Ooh. I got it. Well, I know. I know. Well, don't think about the spider. Oh. You'll be out for oh. minutes. Don't worry. I'm back now, and I, I wanted to say, uh, we, uh, we actually, uh, we're here because we, uh, we took out the emperor. If you catch my drift, we did and, the deed. Amberale looks around. And says, what do y'all mean you did the deed? Speak plainly with me. Emperor Nagromansky is no longer emperor. I said, speak plainly with me, and you started speaking in code. Did you kill the man? Yes or no? I'm looking at you, Grimothy. I programmed you so that Lion would be physically uncomfortable for you. He is not dead, but he has been turned... He's been transformed into a turtle, and... The ty- the emperorship has passed to another. Wait, what? Did you? Are you the one who sent Snake Professional on the mission? No, I didn't send anybody anywhere. I make the assemble. Look, I, I don't know what why y'all came here telling me about this. I'm the I'm the person who assembles the assembled men that are used largely by the the Larroquettes, but I sell some to Cordelia. I don't care where they go uh, to to fight in the war. Most of the people fighting and dying in this war come from me. This war has been very good for business. Grimothy turns his head to Snake and is like, why are we here? Snake looks at you and he shoots you a look. He says, just follow my lead, all right? Okay, take the lead. All right. He uh, he looks at uh, at Ambriel Ensemble and he says, Ambriel, I brought these people here because they're a hardened group of assassins. They took out the Emperor. Maybe they didn't kill him, but they got the job done. And I've seen them kill before, and I'll see them kill again. I'm here today. I brought them here, and I didn't run this by them. We're all hearing this now for the first time. They're here to kill you, too. What? Huh? Oh, brother. Dealey flies up off of Grimothy's shoulder. She spins around. (laughs) Grimothy is completely off balance. Grabs her warhammer off of her back and flies directly at Amberel Assemblo. Amberel Assemblo does an inverse smooth criminal. He leans back <laughs> on his heels. Because his legs are so long, he actually moves back about five or six feet uh, in doing that. And you whiff, you miss him completely. He sort of moves himself back up to standing. Again, there's a horrible din of machinery as he, uh, he looks around and goes, Well, now, hold on. Y'all caught me a little flat-footed here. I don't know... I don't know where to, what's up and what's down. I'm being attacked by all manner of snake professional is now going to jump forward and say, that's right, you heard me. Kill this man, everyone. Why would I do what you want me to do? You lied to us. Look, I lied once strategically, but this time, this is for real now. I, in fact, I will, and he like, he looks around and he, uh, he takes off his fedora and he takes out his cigarette and throws it on the ground. He sort of puts his foot on it and uh, he rubs it out with his foot. He goes, no more lies. My name isn't Snake Professional. <gasps> what? He puts 
a different fedora on and lights a new cigarette and puts that in his mouth and says, <laughs> my name is Snake Casual. Oh. And I don't work for the Lyric... I don't work for Lyricette. I don't work for anybody. I am a committed anarchist, and I wanted to bring down two nations at once and end this war for once and for Wait. all. What? So we're not... Wait. Wait, we're not getting paid? No, you're not getting paid. You're getting something better than that. You're destroying two empires. These empires that took everything from all of you. We're ending I'm actually, a war. I'm actually, I'm, I'm sort of warm into this idea. No, this is a good idea. I think I'm it's, a good guy. It's your goals, but you lied to us to achieve them. I lied to you several times. We don't need to get into who yeah, lied to who. Because, you know, you guys might have lied to me a few times. Like I lied say, about the turtle. He didn't work at a shop. Let's just say we're all even and work together to kill this guy. And at that, Ambrail Blow is going to rear up and say, Oh, nobody's going to be killing Ambrail Blow except for one of the world's many gods when they strike <laughs> me down for getting too tall. But none of you are going to do it. <laughs> Ambriel Assemblo lunges across his desk at Grimothy with an accursed din somewhere between the mechanical and the medical. Steam shoots out of his ears like a cartoon bowl. The tubes running in and out of his body pump a strange tennis ball yellow liquid as his whole face begins to tremble like a car driving in the wrong gear. His grasshopper-like body lurches forward and Grimothy, as he approaches, you can see he's almost salivating at the promise of violence. Now they say the father ain't supposed to outlive the child, but I just jumped over yonder desk to put that idiom to the test. We cut over back to Paola now. Uh, everybody <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> you cut... Leave him wanting more. Oh, I love that so much. We cut over... We cut back to, uh, to Paola. Everybody is locked in the uh, the royal throne room, uh, it's it's beginning to get a little cabin fevery. People are beginning to uh, grow short with each other and impatient as we wait for sundown. Samara, uh, uh, Wisperio, he leans in to uh, Smellulus, who sits on the throne, and says, uh, "Yes, yeah. Smellulus, please, please show show mercy. The people they need a bathroom break." <sighs> Just wait, just wait. So, so now Samara's going to be here any minute, and it's going to be totally fine. And don't worry, don't worry. All they need to do is just, it makes sense. You see, the way government works, I've learned, is that people need to admire who is up top. And if they do not do that, then things might get bad for stability. There's so- a pounding at the doors, and they are pushed open by an opaque dragon. <laughs> Beautiful by dragon standards. Normal by God standards. <laughs> Baby, it's so good to see you. Can I talk to you for a second right over here? Sundown Samara flies over everybody and makes a, a beeline for Smellulus and gets right up in his face. She kisses him passionately. <laughs> I, I missed you. I hate what you do to me. What? <laughs> I missed you. Why'd you have me waiting so long? I had you because I was doing the real work. This was a layup. Okay, so here's here's what's going on. I gave you a layup so you could nail it on your first day. How did you fuck this up? Will you just listen to me, please? And I, not have, co- I have a guard just... coming to me saying that you we have a hostage situation. We, well, kind of. Just will you listen to me and not yell at me, please? Okay, fine. But you need to listen to me when I tell you this is... I tried to make this easy for you. Okay, I'm sorry. You're so right. I'm such a fucking idiot. 
idiot. I'm so Don't dumb. talk like that. That's gross. No, it's right. I'm done. <laughs> Have some self-respect. I do, I do. The problem is, so everyone starts whispering that you're the one in charge. I'm not the one in charge, and that they like, they, that they like, they like. I'm not really the emperor. Really, like they said, no emperor would, no emperor would like. They said something like, it was something like, he's no emperor at all, and 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 that like, and now I I didn't want them to leave until they saw that I was actually power, and I kind of messed up because I tried to I tried to kill Fremio to show them that I was like things were okay, that I was actually in charge, but I fucked it up too. And so I need you to let them know that I'm actually in charge. Like, because otherwise they... Because otherwise... Because, because otherwise then they're just... Then they're gonna hate me. Alright, babe, babe, babe. Yeah? Yeah? Do you want me to do this the kind way or the quick way? Can't be nice to me. What are you okay. talking about? Be- okay, okay. Okay. Um, we're going to have you do less overall. Is this clear? <laughs> we're gonna limit your uh, we're gonna limit your time with other people. But they like. But you're sort I, of no. a you're sort of a more is less kind of guy, kind no, of an but, energy, and uh, but, no. No, 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 because people need to see that I'm, people, that's the whole thing, they need more access, I think I need more, people need to see that I do more here, that do you I'm remember the, do. Do you remember the story about, uh, about the bear who was terrorizing the village, and you know how in that story they almost never, uh, show the bear or talk about the bear? You know how scary the bear is in that story? Yeah. So, uh, um, uh, so you know, another story about a bear where you're just spending all day with the bear and the bear is making mistakes and the bear is sort of alienating people and putting his foot in his mouth constantly. Are you as afraid of that bear? No, I'm... Okay, great. Okay, so then you're... We're on the same page here. I love... Okay, I, yeah. I love yeah. you. I, I love we you are going to... We're going to do less of these. Okay. And um, uh, she sort of turns to everybody and she says... False alarm, false alarm. Hey, who here didn't have a first day at the job, right? There's like sort of gentle laughter. She goes, all right, everyone is free to go. Everyone is free to go. <laughs> Very good, baby. Very good. Thank you. I'm just, sorry. Just I say what I say after I say it. That's a good, that's a good one for you. Let's do that. That's a good one. Okay. <laughs> I just... She has a private moment. She sort of looks down. And she goes, what is it about him? Why am... What is going on with me? Okay, well, uh, are you good here? Because we actually have, uh, we have sort of a situation. Well, there's actually one more thing you should just know. So we've got this little dude who is a, um, he was blackmailing me and the Empire. Uh, and I put him in the dungeon because I didn't know what to do about it until I wanted to check in with you about it. Is he so one of the caterers? I, yeah. Did you wipe his memory? No, can I do that? Well, you could, but, so they all left without their memories being wiped. Oh, the cater, yeah, no, no, no. That's what he said. We didn't wipe their memories, and so he won money so that no, they wouldn't say what happened at the Powerball. But I How much money did they want? Before. Oh, it was like $30 million, right? Give them the $30 million. Oh, okay. Guards? You're the emperor. You, have, you, have, you don't have much money we have access to? I just wanted... This is fucked up. See, I actually wanted to check in with you about this, because like, I know, but I don't know what like, you've allocated, because you don't let me into what's going on all the time, too. So I don't know if that's like, a big amount or a small amount. To we can have this conversation honest. later, but for right now, I have bigger fish to fry, okay? But can you, but can you actually see how this is actually me doing a good job trying to check in with you about this stuff? Look, at, at, in terms of relationship stuff, I appreciate you trying to check in with me, but I'm at work right now, and I can't hold <laughs> your hand and babysit you at work, okay? I didn't I need, need that. you to do your job. I didn't need that. 
I didn't need that. I don't I think you that. did need that. Emotionally, I don't think you needed that. But in terms of you doing your job and making my job easier, I think you did need that. Okay, I, I bid you back to work. I give you the, I, I order you to get back to work. That's how you want to do it? Okay. She flies away. <laughs> I sit, I, uh, I go back on the throne. I sit down. I put my hands in, um, I put my hand, I put my head on my hands. <sighs> Guards. The guard, one of the guards steps forward. He says, yes, Emperor Smilulus, how can I be of assistance? I want you to get that um, that halfling. I want you to give him the money that he wants. Let him go and give him a give him a little hat as a treat. <laughs> a, a little hat as a treat. <laughs> yeah, a little hat. I, I, he can pick anything he wants. He can pick anything he wants. All right. This uh, is this the new tradition? Is are we to give hats as treats whenever we uh, the emperor has erred? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I fuck up, we'll give people hats. <laughs> All right. I always fuck up. Fuck. Fuck. Uh, uh, did you really think I fuck? Do you really think I? Did you? Never mind. I actually shouldn't have called you back. Shouldn't have called you back. Shouldn't have understood. Back. Okay. Forgiven. He walks away. <laughs> As he walks away, though, through the door, you see a familiar and well-dressed silhouette standing in the doorway. This figure steps into the room, no longer silhouetted. As it walks into the room and the light shifts, you recognize it as Jean-Luc Robespierre, a dark elf covered in guard's blood. (gasps) Yes! He steps forward. Ah, hello! Bonjour to you, pardon? You look like shit. You look bad. Look at that. You look bad right now. Awful clothes right now. (laughs) Yeah, you've ruined your clothes with my guard's blood. My plan the whole time. I see you have taken off your Laxodon costume. Yeah, I know. I'm a little bit different now, right? But but you couldn't fit this guy into a clown, into a clown suit now, eh? No, no. You are no longer a clown. You... All right, big shot emperor. Yeah, you're damn right I am. You're damn right. Yes, that's right. You wear a crown upon your head. And who am I to argue with the fashion of an emperor? Well, I'm so glad you said that, because there's actually a reason I wanted you here. So, I need some new clothes. I need some, I need an outfit that will impress the entire nation. And this time, if you don't, I'm gonna murder you, okay? So that's how we're gonna play it, because you're so bad. You, that's the way you like to work. So I need you to make me the finest clothes possible on penalty of death. <laughs> Smellulous, have you ever heard of King Pupinus? <laughs> no. No, not many have. I only remember the name myself because King Pupinus is a funny name. (laughs) I learned it in childhood. I thought it was funny. I made a little bookmark in my brain. Mm. King Pupinus was king of the Dark Elves for over 400 years. During his reign, many wars were won. Many laws were passed. The Dark Elves, well... They were a a species on the rise. But today, 
The only reason I remember his name is because it was so silly. Where do you think you will sit in the history books? You know... Do you think you are a good enough king to be remembered? I'll tell you what I think. You are a footnote. Hastily memorized by a child and forgotten the instant you are written down on a pop quiz. You are nothing more than that. And so, Smellulus, I refuse your request. Guards. The guards, they look confused and they, uh, they sort of shuffle and they say, but, but, sir, it's Jean-Luc Robespierre. I, I don't, I, I don't care. He I designed care. the clothes that all of us are wearing. Well, why, how, how come he could design you guys but not me? He designed <laughs> yours but not mine? Uh, Wisperio sort of, he leans forward and says, sir, sir, a man never forgets his tailor. <laughs> This emperor needs new clothes, and if he won't, he's in the dungeon. Put him there. The uh, the guards, they stand still, and uh, Jean-Luc Robespierre walks forward towards you. He opens his shirt at you and says, do it yourself, coward. If you want me dead, kill me. Gu- guards, I-, I-, I need a bow and an arrow. I need a bow and an arrow. <laughs> He pulls, uh, Jean-Luc Robespierre pulls a dagger from his, uh, from his, uh, from his jacket and hands it to you. Here, use this. Yeah, okay, I'll use it. Opens his shirt and says, do it, coward, you're only killing a man. I'm doing it, I'm stabbing. Make an attack roll. Five. (laughs) You miss, point blank, a man with his chest (laughs) open to you. I spared you because I want to give you one more chance. He spits on the ground. I deny you. Can I attack again? Yeah, as many times. Ten. You stab forward, and what happens is as you stab him in the chest, the reality of how fucked up it is to stab somebody in the chest, sort of like, it, you feel it in your muscles as it. you feel what happens as you stab this guy in the chest. Okay, so how about that? Now you got a taste, right? Now you got a taste. Nigates, don't make me do it again. I deny you. I'm rolling again? Yep. A two. You miss again. <laughs> what is this? He looks at her, he says, You have taken off the clown outfit, but you can never take off the clown inside. Twelve. You stab him again. He looks up at you and he spits blood at you and says, The Emperor has no clothes. Jean-Luc Robespierre dies. A gasp goes through the entire room. No, I know that riddle. He didn't actually make in the in that... St- I know that story. In that story, the emperor actually had invisible clothes. He didn't get... I'm I'm not wearing... I'm wearing real clothes. One by one, the guards throw their spears to the ground. No, no, no. No, guards? They turn their backs to you. I'm straining my voice. Guards? They begin walking out of the room. Guard, let me let me give you a drink. I'm, I'm, I'm going and grabbing the, the bottles and putting them over. Come on, have a drink. Come on, have a drink with me. Guards! The guards leave the room. 
the rest of the uh, of the sycophants and the well wishers and the courtiers. They uh, sort of awkwardly linger about, but they leave. You are left alone in the room. Samara. Nothing. Samara. We cut back, Joe. It's your turn. Make an attack on Embrail uh, uh, Assemblo. Grimothy charges a psychic blade and hurls it as at Assemblo. He just sort of takes the psychic blade in his chest and he sort of like vibrates a little and he looks at you and laughs. Did that? Did that hurt a lot? You get to a certain point. Pain and pleasure, two sides of the same coin. And let me tell you, I'm a rich man. All right, it is. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, that was good. 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 Butter lowers his head and aims his horns to tangle up those awful two tall legs, writhing my neck this way and that in between his knees. So just like David and Goliath, except that they're both Goliath and one of the Goliaths is like a lankier Goliath, this uh, (laughs) Butter uh, charges at the legs knocking uh, Ambriel Assemblo over. uh, You tear through the flesh and you reveal uh, a grim machinery. uh, And you can even see some of the the vials and the tubes that were connected to him moving through his legs. Strange tinctures and glowing green juices move up and down his legs. You have revealed uh, the mechanic musculature and the arterial, uh, uh, mysterious arterial tubery inside of this man. You also push him back over his desk and he smashes through the window um, and begins to fall over backwards through the window. It is now Dealey's turn. Okay, so Dealey's been frozen and like floating in place, flying in place for um, several minutes as she's processing the fact that they are not going to get paid what they were owed <laughs> for um, dispatching the emperor. So when Snake Casual threw his cigarette and the glint of the dagger um, cufflink catch, c- catches, the, catches the light, Dealey gets mad. And when Dealey gets mad, she flies into a rage. And when she Hell flies yeah. into this rage, she also flies into a berserker frenzy. Nice. So she pulls out her warhammer. She looks at Snake Casual, and she flies at his face. Hell yeah! Dealey flies upon his face. She grabs a hold of one of his nostrils and <laughs> slams the warhammer directly between his eyebrows. Does he have eyebrows? Yeah, well, not anymore. (laughs) And he looks up at you in horror as blood just sort of starts, like, pouring uh, over his eyes. He's like, Dealey, I can't believe you left me with a face only a mother could love. And Dealey swipes a hand through his blood, wipes the hand across her face to cover herself in blood, and says, Never promise a harpy a cufflink, and then not give her the cufflink she deserves. Uh, Snake looks at you, and for the first time in his entire life, the sight of a blood-faced harpy screaming at him, he loses his cool. (gasps) And Snake goes, I'm sorry! I'm sorry! I just wanted peace! Dealey flies into his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go for it. So she's gonna try and rip out his tongue. 
So Dealey flies into his open mouth, rips at his tongue with her claws. You rip most of the tongue out. Dealey rips most of the tongue out. She decides in this moment not to proceed further down the throat. She grabs the piece of tongue that she had ripped and she flies out of his mouth and presents it to Snake as if she's holding a head in front of his face and says, Speak quickly without your tongue. How will you repay me for the cufflink you owe? Uh, Snake looks at you and goes, As this happens, more and more assembled men begin to uh, uh, file into the room. Uh, Ambrail Assemblow, he manages to catch uh, himself on the ledge of the window. He does not fall out of the window, but he pulls himself back up. And as he does, his legs move like spider legs. Uh, They seem to move at strange angles from his body and his legs move first and they sort of pull him up. And uh, each of his feet sort of move out. You guys know what I'm describing here. Um, they look uh, sick as hell. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> like a weird spider guy, uh, mm-hmm. but with just two big legs. And he hoists himself up as more and more assembled men uh, file into the room. Ambriel looks around and says, um, "Why? Seems like we've got ourselves a bit of a predicament here." But we'll have to get into that next time on Rude Tales of Magic. Come at the king. Now, traditionally, these outros are handled by Snake Professional. But I look over to the ground and I see that this man, he's out a tongue. The tongue's out. Now, now, now I'm no surgeon. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with this tongue situation. The man might never speak again. And audiences worldwide will... Breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> but I handle the outro for you here. This was a this was a good one, I think. Uh, you know, it was a little, you know, we had to jump back and forth there a little bit. And they say, don't split the party. And I understand. <laughs> I see it now in my hubris. I thought, oh, but that doesn't apply to me. Nope, applies to everybody. <laughs> You, uh, but anyway, this is Root Tales of Magic, Come at the King, Episode 6. I hope y'all stick around for Come at the King, Episode 7. And I certainly hope that y'all will subscribe to the Patreon, Root Tales of Magic, on Patreon. First, you go to patreon.com slash Root Tales of Magic. Then you subscribe, ideally at the highest tier. If that won't, if that'll set you back a, a too pretty a penny, you can go down to the Elf Lords tier. Where's the pretty penny? A pretty pet. Oh, uh oh. They're talking back to me, which is traditionally how I know I've spoken way too long. All right. Please, are you a surgeon? I'm not a surgeon. <laughs> I'm a new character, Mr. Big Boy. Hi, everyone. Love me. Mr. Big Boy dies of natural causes. Good night, everybody. Mr. Big Boy? Yeah. Ugh. That was Ali Fisher as Dealey the Harpy, Carly Monado as Torin, Joe Lepore as Grimothy Steele, Christopher Hastings as Butter Saint Beef, Tim Platt as Smellulous, and Branson Reese as Everything and Everyone Else. 
Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse, with additional sound design by Michael Gelfie, and with the infinite dark beneficence of Sidney and Benjamin Paul. Until next time, traveler, long live the Emperor! <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast.